0: Be courageous. You know, find a coach. Find somebody to help. You're going to see there's there's a huge ROI in it. You, you know, you're going to have better performance. You're going to have better relationships. You're going to, I think, mean, in a lot of cases, you, you can really change your organization and, and not only yourself but the people within it because they they see that you're trying to get better. You know, use coaching in your organization, not just for yourself but your other leaders and and your other people.
1: Welcome to CEO on the go Welcome to this special episode. Today we're talking about executive coaching, a topic that I probably should have done a deep dive on a long time ago because it's part of the work that I actually do. Much of my work today is with organizations that want to transform and think differently about what's possible for the future. But there are also executives who want to do that on a personal level, and I work with them one-on-one as well. So I thought it would be fun to bring in another guest expert who does executive coaching to compare notes and to share his perspective on the topic. His name is Rhett Power. Rhett is co-founder at Courageous Leadership. His second best-selling book is The Entrepreneur's Book of Actions, Essential Daily Exercises and Habits for Becoming Wealthier, Smarter, and More Successful. You can find a link to his book in the show notes and uh, a link to his site as well. Rhett is a regular contributor to Inc. Magazine, Forbes, and Thrive Global, and he's been featured in other media like Business Insider and the Wall Street Journal. So whether or not you've thought about working with an executive coach yourself, it's just good to become more familiar with the field, which is wide open right now. That's why there's so many different approaches to coaching and ways to engage with a coach. And it's also good to understand the value that can be gained for yourself and your organization. Enjoy my conversation with Rhett Power. Rhett, welcome to CEO On The Go podcast.
0: Gail, it is an absolute pleasure to be with you on this. Uh, I've been looking forward to this.
1: Yeah, I know when when you and I talked earlier and we were thinking about specific topics, the obvious topic of executive coaching came to mind. And I can't believe I've been doing this podcast over a year and have not really talked much uh, specifically about executive coaching. And given your background and the work that you're doing now, I knew you would be a great resource to help listeners become more educated and make good decisions when they're considering working with an executive coach. So why don't you share kind of where you are with that, that the nature of the work that you're doing and a little bit about how you got there, I think that would be helpful.
0: Well, how I got there, that's, uh, that's probably a starting point. Uh, You know, when I was a first time entrepreneur, I was sort of in this rural part of South Carolina. and, And, you know, this was sort of prior to video and video, you know, having video on my phone and, and having all the, the sort of finger be, having resources at your fingertips of, of people that you could talk to, even in your network, and you know, and I, I probably didn't really understand network and um, talking to people and asking for help. I, I, I probably wasn't very good at that, and uh, or realizing I even needed help. And you know, so that that company actually did really well, and I was able to sort of grow it and and have a, a bigger vision for. Uh, where I wanted to take it, and 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 ultimately got really good advice and really good help uh, from people. But you know, I, I didn't experience coaching until probably ten years into into that business, and I was at this point where I, I was I, I was a uh, sort of I, I needed help. Like I needed help in growing, becoming a better leader. The, the The business had moved from sort of the startup phase to the daily grind kind of phase, and. I wasn't really very good at the daily grind kind of phase, right? I wasn't really good at um, at that, and so I I knew I needed some help to get better at that and to get my my head around where we were. And you know, I was at a conference. We had won the Inc- an Inc. Five Hundred Award. I was at this this conference or something, and I was on stage with an executive coach. And he was like, you know, you need coaching. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Pretty direct. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was pretty direct. I was like, "Well, tell me more." You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued, and and that sort of planted the seed for me. And I, I did get some coaching, and and got better. I got results from it, and um, so it planted the seed. So I, you know, fast forward a little bit. I, we sold the company. You know, you were, I was at that phase of what, what the hell do I need to do now? You know, what do I? I'm, I'm sort of homeless, in a sense, because I, I. I don't have this this company anymore I'm not involved in it I've got to sort of reinvent myself and I've got to rethink about what I want to do next and that coaching thing kept coming up in my mind and that was a Peace Corps volunteer way a long time ago and I, I I sort of started thinking about that again and I thought you know I really enjoyed one of the best jobs that I ever had was was a Peace Corps volunteer and I was a, I was a university teacher in Uzbekistan and so like that, teaching and that whole mentorship teaching kind of thing. That the role that I played as a college professor, kind of came back to me. And said, you know, I kind of like that. I kind of kind of did that. So I grew the beard out, you know, put on the tweed jacket, teasing, and um, you know, so I, I, I started working with companies. Uh, I, I put out a shingle and started you know saying, hey, you know, if you need help uh, with your startup, you need help as an entrepreneur. Um, I'm here to help you of a hybrid of of consulting and coaching. and you know I'm now doing a lot more coaching than just sort of consulting. But uh, that's how that happened. I had no idea what the second part of your question was.
1: The other part was kind of what are you doing? you've answered both to some extent, but it was interesting just to hear your story because it parallels a lot of what I experienced um, twenty years ago before starting this business when I was in the corporate world. So I had not been on an entrepreneurial path until then, more on the corporate grind and knew that something needed to change. And I sought out an executive coach on my own to try to get clarity about what I wanted to do next. And the more sessions we had, the more conversations we had, the more he said, Gail, I think you'd be good at doing kind of what I do, said so that's what sparked my interest uh, many years ago. And of course, executive coaching has evolved a lot <laughs> since then.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm surprised even 20 years ago, people that was even possible to talk to somebody.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it was somebody outside of the, the organization. I did it all on my own. But yeah, so I just thought it'd be helpful to just share some perspective on kind of where, you know where you see coaching today and why people seek out a coach. Cause I, I know that I have my experience and, and just curious to know what you see, what are the, the kind of the common needs or um, symptoms that, you know, that somebody might experience where they might say, Hmm, maybe, maybe executive coaching is something that I need to explore.
0: No, I, I what I, what I love about where the industry is and where we are in business today sort of broadly I think that there's more of a recognition, right, that coaching is acceptable. I think 20 years ago, uh, you know, coaching was, you got coaching if you had a behavioral issue, if you had some, some problem, right? Um, And, and the old timers would tell me, that's what the old timers say. Oh, I used to have to, I I used to get hired by the board because there was a problem, there was an issue we had to resolve, right? I, I think it's evolved to where I think, we realize that just like professional athletes right just like anybody at the top of their game can get better with a coach why do, why do tennis pros and and top athletes have coaches they have coaches for their nutrition they have coaches for their strength they have coaches for their technique they have coaches for their you know for their getting in shape for their their workouts so i i, I think we realize now that coaching can be beneficial When things are going great and you know how do you take it up another notch you know how do you do it even better than you're doing it now and i think that's what i'm excited about in terms of the industry because i think there's a realization at the board level and at the at the corporate level and and at the even at the individual level that coaching is okay it's it's acceptable it's it's okay to get help to be even better than you than you than you are um it doesn't mean that we don't still do coaching when there are issues and and you know but but i think there's also the coaching of, of people who are pretty good and just want to get better and I, so i think that's a huge maybe shift in the in industry there's certainly a lot more coaches and there you know the industry is getting uh, you know with certifications and all that kind of stuff but i think that's the positive i think there's a lot of opportunity I think the challenge for leaders and people now who are seeking coaches is to find the right coach.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, of course, I have thoughts on that, but curious to know, what, what do you think would be some questions that they need to be asking or you know, qualities that they need to be looking for? And even how do they do that? You know, where do they start?
0: Y- yeah, I, I think, you know, a lot of organizations are are now... Sort of looking at the credentials of the coach, and i think I think that's fine, but I think it it misses the it misses a the, the point a little bit i think it if 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 I'm looking for a coach i'm I'm asking about their experience I'm asking about their their methodology I'm asking about i, I think does a coach listen does a coach understand where i am there um, i mean if we pay attention. We we know when there's chemistry and we know when there's not, and I think you have to find a, a coach that you have chemistry with. I don't, and I think that's the, the failing of, uh, of some of these things where you you're looking at certifications so much as more than you're looking at the chemistry between the coach and the and the person getting the coaching.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that, hundred I mean, percent. You got to look at methodology, and there's got to be a
0: sound methodology, and there's got to be a process. But at the same time. You got to look for chemistry and, and experience and and is that has that person maybe even been there where I'm trying to get to? I don't take financial advice from a financial advisor that's not wealthy.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there are a lot of niche coaches uh, that specialize. So yeah, check them out carefully. <laughs> Make sure they've had the success that you're looking for. Yeah, and I was just going to add when you mentioned methodology or approaches, they're also all over the map in terms of how different coaches do the services or 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 engage with their clients and i've seen everything in the early days when i was in coach training it was all about letting the client speak and not interjecting any of your own thoughts or opinions or expertise even you know your job is to facilitate the brilliance of the client and to be uh, very hands off, and then later, you know, I learned no, you're not really coaching unless you're giving them good advice and and helping them see uh, how to walk this trail here. So a lot of what I do is a blend of both, but it's interesting that there's so many different approaches. So like to your point, it's just a matter of finding the right chemistry and fit and an approach that will work because one size does not fit all, definitely in this industry.
0: Well, and what are you getting paid for if you're not? You know, I don't want to say I, I I tell the client what to do, but if you're not offering perspective and not offering um, I don't want to say advice, but it's it's you know, here's what I would have done in that situation. Because that's what people are like I, I know when I was an entrepreneur and I was seeking and I had questions, I was usually trying to like verify or, you know, I was asking a question because I wanted to know what they would have done in that situation. Right. And that's either gonna tell me that's not what I would do. Or it verifies, yeah, that's probably the way I would have handled it. It's good to know that that's the way they would have handled it. I'm thinking the right way, right? Yeah. So I, I think this whole idea, this, this whole approach of not giving any advice, that you're just asking questions. I don't buy into that. But
1: Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's different. I thought it would be helpful, too, to make some distinctions. Usually, in, in my experience over the years, I'm finding that you know, executive coaching has become such a catch-all Kind of term, you know. There's a wide range of understanding about it now, and I see that it's kind of capturing three different buckets, if you will. People who are looking to change careers, possibly two would be growing a business and then three leadership development where you want to become stronger in a leadership or an executive role engaging your team so you know i think that different coaches have have different kind of levels of expertise in each of those areas i know i started primarily doing career coaching helping people figure out what they wanted to do with their life and work and over the years it's evolved more into some of the other two that i mentioned working with business owners and also uh, senior executives primarily is my market now, but it's a different emphasis. And so you have to be clear on what your needs are and what what the results are, the goals as as a client coming into that experience, so that you can make sure that you're finding the best coach to to fit those needs.
0: That's a, that's a really fabulous point. I think uh, understanding what you're you you've got to have clarity. You do have to have clarity on what you want what you want out of it. I think and and and. And know that you've got the right person that's got that, the right experience to help you. I, I totally agree with that.
1: Yeah. Although I ha- have had some say, I know something needs to change. I just don't know what it is. <laughs> so, okay, we'll figure it out.
0: So, yeah, fair enough. I mean, we, we yeah, I can relate to that
1: yeah for sure. So are there any uh, particular success stories or caution stories in in your experience? either you know i've I've worked with a number of coaches and I've also obviously coached a number of clients. So anything in particular that that people need to be thinking about to make sure that it's a, a very successful engagement or things to be aware of, red flags maybe?
0: I think probably several things. i uh, you know I had a, a a tough conversation with a client this morning. Um, who's not doing the work. And so from a coach's perspective, uh, I think hiring the right client or taking on the right client that uh, are uh, probably different ways to do it. But I think in this case, I probably didn't take on the right client. Thought they were. They said they were. They said they were committed to these things. Uh, six months later, we're not making any progress. And, and it's not because of, of what I'm doing. It's because the, the client isn't doing the personal work that is needed a bit better. And he, um, he admits that, that, that he's been not doing the work. And so the conversation is, you know, if we don't, if that doesn't change, I, I can't really work with you. I can't consciously take your money every, every month and, and not get anything out of it. You, and you not getting anything out of it. So, you know, you've got to do some real soul searching and, and really rethink your commitment to changing that, you know, that, that's one. Uh, but on the other on the flip side you know most of the clients that that put in the work I mean the, the ROI is tremendous and I, I know there's statistics out there and I, I don't have them at the top of my brain right now but I mean it's it's insane how your productivity can go go up your relationships can be better your your management style um, just gets so much better your, your employee the culture in your organization can It can change the culture in your organization, particularly when you're, when your organization knows you're getting coached and they get to participate in that process and they get to participate in that feedback, um, to help you get better. That, that's transformative in, in, in so many ways with your team, right? But they know you're, you're putting in the effort to be better. And that just, that, that's a, that's really powerful. Uh, so, so, most of the time, if, if people are doing the work, it, it is pretty transformative, and it can be just really great for their businesses. And and um, you know, I, I've just I've seen it. People switch into a whole nother gear they didn't know they had.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's really rewarding, and and for them and for me.
1: Yeah, I've seen that too, and I've had some clients, for example, at the top where they're we're engaged in our work together, and they're very transparent with the rest of the team, saying. You know, I really want to get better at listening or not being as directive as I have been because now we're creating a culture of collaboration. <laughs> and, and we need to make sure that we're all working together differently. So, they're doing it in the context of what they're trying to shift culturally. And making those commitments out loud sometimes can be um, difficult for some leaders, but those that I think are really more vocal about it and modeling to other people other leaders too in the organization how they can be i think is a really smart thing to do and it accelerates things so much when you can work with someone who knows how to really bring out the best in you and um, kind of guide you and how you can even communicate those kinds of things with other people that you encounter at work so i love doing that transformational kinds of work it's the best kind
0: yeah one of the things i really like about coaching and and i I think is another thing that we often see, and, I, and you probably see this as well. You know, people at, at, at the CEO level, at the top of organizations, they they may be accountable to a board or they may be accountable to, to someone else. But the level of accountability that I can bring, because I'm not in the organization, I'm not part of it, I don't often speak the corporate language of that organization. You know, I'm not. Um, is is a a, is a level of accountability that they're that they're not used to and it actually helps them get even better. Because when you're not accountable really to that many people, you're not accountable to um I mean I, I find that my clients um really benefit from me asking them the tough questions. Because a lot of times people tell them yes, right? People tell them yes all the time. And you know when I ask you to go through your list of things that you were working on that that week or that month, and you haven't done them, I, I can I can kind of hold you feet to the fire. How many of their employees are really going to hold them accountable for um, listening better or whatever it is that they say they, they need to change in their culture or their about themselves as leaders? So I I, I love that that accountability that they have with me um, really can change them, and and it. And it because nobody else really holds them accountable for very much.
1: Right. One other variation of executive coaching, uh, and it's a service offering I have, and and you may do this as well, I don't know, but is is offering some form of group coaching for senior executives where they can come together in a confidential environment. I know I run groups that represent senior executives from non-competing industries. So that can be another form of executive coaching, but in a group context that can provide a different kind of value and be so helpful. For executives that like to be among peers and talk about issues that they know they can't talk about anywhere else. And I think this stage of the game, I've heard everything. So it's great to be uh, in that, you know, in that room with them being able to help them think differently in that safe place and come out the other side with some innovative ideas or new thinking or mindset shifts that can help them be more powerful in their role. So, just thought I would mention that too as a variation if p- people are considering resources and service offerings that might make sense for them.
0: I do. I run a, um, just like you, I run a, a, a group coaching uh, six executives and it's called an accountability review process. And it, um, it runs for six months at a time. And it is, it's an hour a week, every week. And it is, uh, you, you have a scorecard that you have to bring in every week. And it's, uh, you've got to rate your, your performance in these, these particular areas that you've said that are key to your success and key for your growth. And when you come in every week and you say, well, I didn't exercise this week, or I didn't write this week or get sleep, or I was a real jerk but you know, when you come in, you got to say that to your peers every week that you hadn't done what you wow. said. To you. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's pretty brutal sometimes. But
1: yeah, yours is yours is a lot more structure. It sounds more brutal than mine. We get together and go, okay, what's the issue of the day that we need to conquer, and who's got some answers and all of that. So, yeah,
0: work well, we hard, and and because a lot of these people, they're used to keeping score, right? They're they're to there's a there's a cost, and and so yeah, absolutely, and so that's been a real, it's really impactful um, because you're you've got you know your your peer, you do not want. Your peer and, and they're from different industries, and but at the usually at the same level, uh, you don't want a peer somebody that you've gotten to know. I mean, somebody that you're talking, I mean, they're sharing intimate stuff in these groups, and and so in intimate goals, and as life and business, and you know, you don't want to you almost don't want to let people down. It's it's sort of uh, and there's it's a little little hint of competition in there of having the, the, the better score every week. So, good, want to win.
1: Yeah. Well, I know that we're getting close to wrap up time. Are there any final thoughts or pieces of advice that you might offer to an executive that's considering coaching, um, seeking out some kind of executive coaching services and just anything
0: else? Yeah, you know, I would just say, look, you know, be, be be courageous. You know, find a coach, find somebody to help. You're going to see there's there's a huge ROI in it. You, you know, you're going to have better performance, you're going to have better relationships, you're going to have I think mean, in a lot of cases, you you can really change your organization and and not only yourself but the people within it because they they see that you're trying to get better. You know, use coaching in your organization, not just for yourself but your other leaders and and your other people. Um, it's a great way. Co- group coaching, group coaching thing that you're talking about, and and coaching in general can really help you build a bench of of high achievers. And 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 I mean, I think so across the board. Look at coaching as a as a in your organization creating a culture of coaching within that organization. Because at the end of the day, it's every manager's and every leader's responsibility to, to coach and guide people and, and and grow people. Right. Yeah. So that's all I would say. I would say, you know, don't you've thought about coaching. You've heard of coaching by now. If you're a CEO or an executive, you you know what coaching is. You've heard of it. Um, It's, it's popular, right? You, You can't say you hadn't heard what coaching is. So, you know, look, Look at it and and look at it. If you're serious about your development, serious about growth, really give it some thought and and talk to your organization about it.
1: Good. Speaking of which, how can people reach out to you? Where can they find you?
0: Well, you know, I have a company called Courageous Leadership and our own courageous coaching methodology and and work that we do with you to help you be a more courageous leader. Uh, And you can reach out to me at courageous.io. You can also reach out via uh, my website at com. Uh, at com, you can find my, my Forbes articles. You can find all the writing, find my books. I have a book. Uh, my latest book is called The Entrepreneur's Book of Actions. But I have a new book coming out in January, which is um, I'm excited about. And that's about our own inner dialogue, our own self-talk. And you can find all of that at RhettPower.com.
1: Awesome. Well, it's been great to talk to you as a kindred spirit in this executive coaching world and help people become uh, a little more informed about it and to, to consider taking advantage of it, you know, because it really is something that can be so valuable. And I can't believe that I haven't talked about it on this podcast yet. So it was a duh moment when we when we connected and you're like, have you talked about executive coaching? Anyway, thank you, Rhett. And I wish you the best as you continue the good work that you're doing. And for everyone else listening in today, I hope you have a great rest of the week doing the work that matters to you. Take care. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, be sure to share this episode with someone else who might benefit or leave a review. You can join my email list by going to workmatters.com so you don't miss an episode. And there you can learn more about ways we serve mission-driven leaders like you. If there's a challenge you want to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, keep growing as a leader, inspiring change, and doing the work that matters to you.